This is The Dugout. Weekly interviews with Mariners manager Scott Service. Brought to you by Pizza Hut and by Mazda of Everett. Inside access to the clubhouse from Shannon Dreyer. Every Tuesday at 1 with Bumpin' Stacy on Seattle Sports Station. The home of the Mariners. It is The Dugout. All Mariners for this hour from 1 to 2 p.m. Getting it started just as we normally do with the Scott Service Show. Scott, how's it going? today uh we are so excited to talk to you ahead of uh, a very exciting back-to-back series here you got the nationals finally back at t-mobile after the road trip how's it feel to get back home by the way uh, it's always good those three city trips can be a little bit more challenging the two city trips are cool everybody's good with that it's the third city sometimes right. uh, it gets a little long but uh guys are glad to be back off day yesterday so uh get a chance to get uh, back with their families and get ready to go to work tonight Scott, I got to get right to the uh, hot question on this one. I'm sure you were driving around all day yesterday, listening to sports radio and other probably you know, bumping sports Stacey's. talks. I'm sure, and probably listening. <laughs> Absolutely to the- not. No, I, think but, uh, I, I respect it, and uh, I'm looking forward to this question. The, the lead-in is. Uh, I can't wait anticipating it. Uh, hottest topic right now is Ty France, and there are a lot of folks that uh, believe that wrist is still bothering him because we have not really seen. He hasn't been very Ty France-ish for the better part of a month. I think he's got one extra base hit in the month of August. The batting average is well under 200. What's going on there? Um, what if I said he was absolutely hurt and he should not be playing? I think people would believe you. No, that's not true. <laughs> it's like everybody wants to tr- paint this picture, okay? And uh, Ty France is an awesome hitter. Uh, he carried our team, you know, probably through the first half of the season. He was an all-star. Uh, certainly he did have a little bit of a, a wrist issue. He took some time off. Uh, is he 100%? There's probably not anybody on our team that's 100% right now. But uh, Ty feels fine uh, as far as the wrist goes and being able to swing and do whatnot. Um, he's in a little bit of, uh, you know, he has tough luck at times. He's maybe chased some pitches he typically doesn't chase at times. It happens throughout the course of a season uh, for players to just stay on top of their game the entire year. It's almost impossible to do. So he's hit a little bit of a, a bump in the road, so to speak. But Ty's our guy. Ty's been awesome since he's been a Mariner. And uh, the only people uh, I think that uh, are severely wor- sincerely worried about him or the people outside the building. People inside uh, know that Ty's going to get it going again. It gets back to our fundamental things we talk about here constantly. It's, it's controlling the strike zone, getting your pitch to hit. You know what I mean? And when you do that and you shrink the zone, good things happen. You know, you look over the weekend and, uh, you know, that Saturday game over in Oakland, you know, it was a tie game, we ended up losing it in 10 innings. But the tie had a fantastic at-bat. Uh, and lined out to the left fielder with the winning run on, on third base. That would have been the game-winning hit. He did everything he should have done. He swung at the right pitch. He squared it up. It just got caught. That happens once in a while. But if it's the game-winning hit, we're probably not even having this conversation today. So um, I'm not worried about Ty. Uh, I've got a ton of confidence in him. Our entire team does. And he's going to be huge for us here down the stretch. There's no question about it. As a manager, what do you do for a, a player in that situation when you believe, you know, where they're at? And, and it sounds like you believe that this is it's going to start showing the results very, very soon. What, what can you do to help that player? Well, I think you have to be consistent. And, and uh, you know, I know how hard Ty's working with our hitting coaches in the cage, looking at video, uh, you know, trying to, you know, maybe make some adjustments to get him back on track. And, 
you know, as long as the effort's there and, you know, you continue to communicate with the guys, I think it's so important to stay consistent uh, with players because it is a long season and, and these things are going to creep up uh, at different points in the season. It's just where we're at right now. It's been a struggle for him lately, but uh, I feel very confident that he's going to turn it around really quick. Scott, Mitch Hanniger's been playing some really good baseball. How important is it that he is doing that for the squad, and did you expect this type of a uh, hot streak from him? Mitch is an awesome player, and we've seen when Mitch is healthy and stays on the field, he's you know, as good a right-handed bat in the league. He, he prepares as good as anybody we have, and we certainly missed him when he was out of the lineup. And, uh, you know, it took him a while to get back. Uh, when he did come back, he wanted to be as close to 100% as he could, and I think that's the reason that he's jumped out to the start that he has since he has come back. You know, his timing's pretty good at the plate. He looks good in the outfield. We do want to be, you know, I don't say cautious, but, you know, we're going to mix in some DH days for him as well to keep him strong here throughout the entire season because, you know, he missed a big chunk of it. But uh, really excited to have him back in our lineup. He's huge for us. For any of the struggles that uh, your ball club had earlier this season, you're still back in in the thick of it, right? You're still uh, looking at the possibility of a 90-plus win season in the middle of a wild card race, even against some of the same teams, and we all kind of know it's going to come down to the wire. So all that is kind of the same. Is there anything that feels different than last year? Um, every every team has its I guess its own personality, and we've you know we've won some games late and kind of crazy like we did in years past. But you know I, this team here, um, I, I love the balance that we have within this team. You know, you talk about uh, the veteran players we have, some of them we just added. We talk about guys that kind of our core guys in the middle of their careers. We talk about the influx of young players and what they brought to us. So I love the balance of our team probably more so than I have of any team that we've had here as long as I've been the manager. So uh, that excites me going forward. And I think, you know, as we sit today, you know, we've got 40-some games to go to play in the season, and this is what we play for. This is what you work out all offseason, and you go through the spring trainings and the early season struggles to put yourself in a position where these games are meaningful. Everybody's fired up about it. The players are looking forward to it. This is what true competition is all about. And uh, I can't tell you how excited I am for it. And I know our fan base is as well. And we're looking forward to those guys getting out and supporting us here through remaining homestand and, and future homestands in our season. Scott, it's funny. I've had a question that I've wanted to ask for about a week. And every time I'm about ready to ask it, I'm like, that's a terrible question. They're going to hate that question. And it's probably not going to have a very good answer. So let's ask it now. So now I'll ask it that we're in a different room. No. Um, actually, this is Stacy speaking right now. It's not Shannon. Um, that checks out. But... It's funny because, and and it's I get different answers and different things that I see in different games and different things that you say after games that kind of point to it. But when you look at that schedule and everybody had that big sigh of relief, they're past the tough part of the schedule. And oh, you know, you look at this this publication and it's the easiest schedule the rest of the way. And the bad question was was you know, what do you have to guard against in that? But you keep emphasizing, and you have. For a long time, we've got huge games ahead of us. It, it doesn't seem to matter who you're playing. No, it doesn't. And uh, a game, I do know one thing, Shannon, we can only play one game today. And everybody wants to look ahead at the, the remaining schedule and the 40 games ahead of us, and we have to win X amount to get in the playoffs. All I know is we can only play one game today. And I know it's an old cliche, play one game at a time, but you can't play games in bulk. You can't buy them in bulk. This isn't Costco. Uh, this is Major League Baseball. And, and we can play one game today, and that's what we're focused on. How do we beat Eric Fetty and the Washington Nationals tonight? 
And in doing so, you know, go out and play a good game, you know, make the pitches we have to make, throw to the right base, make the plays defensively, have good at bats. And then we look up tomorrow and see where we're at because there'll be another game tomorrow. So all the games are important. And it doesn't matter who you're playing. <laughs> These are major league teams with major league players. And every team that we play against is playing for, you know, different things. Some teams will be fighting for playoff spots. Other teams will be full of young players that want to prove their worth in the league and that they want to we're trying to earn a job for next year. So this is as competitive as it gets. This is what guys sign up for uh, when they become major league players as you're hoping to play meaningful games down the stretch. And, Again, we only play one game today, and that's where the focus is. And I know it's a cliche, but that's truly where we're at, and I'm looking forward to tonight's game. Scott, sounds like the bullpen has a new name, uh, Los Bomberos. Are you feeling it? <laughs> I don't know where you come up with this stuff, Bump, but uh, I, <laughs> I, um, all they're doing, again, is, is uh, our, our team, and I've talked about it a lot, has a lot of personality. Uh, they have a lot of fun around the group, um, getting on each other and, and – giving each other a hard time and whatnot, and I'm sure that will continue. And that's where the, the nicknames are the things to, to, to rise up the group, you know, all this other stuff that I think Gino Suarez is behind about 90% of it. But uh, it, it's, it's all good. Our clubhouse is – we're in a good spot. We have a very light group, and uh, we'll keep it very interesting. And, you know, I didn't fill you guys in on this. You know, Sam Haggerty has kind of become a cult hero, obviously. You don't Everybody's say. On, on swag, yeah. yeah I think you mean Ham Swaggerty, Skip. <laughs> yeah, so, uh, you know, he started a thing back in our hitters meetings a few weeks ago. He would bring in the riddle of the day, and he'd write it up on the board, and then he wouldn't tell anybody the answer and let the guys figure it out, whatever. And, uh, you know, Jesse Winker probably has the most fun with it every day. So, And he only does it at home, so I'm really curious to see what Swaggy's riddle is going to be today. So uh, <laughs> that's what I'm looking forward to, see how our team responds to that. And, oh, by the way, we got a game tonight. So I think we're in a good spot. Getting a little bit away from the team, a huge weekend for the organization with Ichiro going into the Mariners Hall of Fame. And you've been in such a unique position where you actually did manage him in a huge situation. And, and now he has been there kind of every step of the way. Well, give us a little perspective on Ichiro, a little different perspective and what you have seen from him and what he has meant. Oh, he's certainly an iconic player um, in the history of this organization. There's no question about it. Um, having the opportunity to manage him at the end of his career and that final trip over to Japan is something I will never, ever forget, uh, along with anybody that was with us on that trip. Uh, it was a historic time for uh, a truly great player, and I think it's going to be an awesome weekend in the fact that we get to celebrate him. And, and it just blows me away watching all the highlights they put up on the Jumbotron during the game once in a while. I'll look up there and I'm like, wow, I never saw that play, <laughs> you know, or, or that big hit or whatnot. So uh, unique personality in the game, maybe one of the uniquest that we've ever been around. And, you know, having the opportunity to, to celebrate it this weekend here in Seattle, uh, the crowds are going to be great. Weather should be awesome. I'm really looking forward to it, as is our team. All right. Um, Skip, uh, before we uh, let you go, did we check in with uh, with Logan, see if there's any other kind of health things we need to check in with? You want me to talk about Logan's butt where he got hit by the line drive? Shannon made me do it. I did not. I told you not to do it. <laughs> Guys, come on now. We're, on, we're on live radio. He's fine, right? <laughs> he's fine. Everything's time, fine. <laughs> yes, I checked with our training staff, and they told me Logan's going to be fine. So uh, he's scheduled to make folks. his he's scheduled to make his start on Friday night against the Cleveland Guardians, 
and uh, we're looking forward to having them out there. Shannon's shaking her head. Skip, she's so disappointed with me. I'm, I, I apologize to everyone. He is Scott Service joins us every single Tuesday for the Scott Service Show at 1. Thanks, Skip. Sounds good, guys. Have a good day. That was the Scott Service Show presented by Pizza Hut with support. For Mazda of Everett. Did he just separate us in the back of the car? Did that just happen? Um, I think what happened is I got left on the side of the road. He was like, you're not going on the rest of this road trip. You're done. And I'm taking Bump and Shannon only. And you're in trouble now. Well, I'm glad Logan's we, okay. I thought we really had to check in about Logan, right? No, you said that. I said he's fine. Oh, I thought you... I thought we were really checking in about no. Logan to make sure he was okay. Oh, God, this is a nightmare. This is my nightmare situation. I thought I made steps forward uh, with making Scott service. Nice. And now, I'm, now I've messed everything up. Um, all right, Shannon, were you happy with the answer on Ty France? I think we have to be. I do. I, I think, um, you know, maybe it's just so foreign that we haven't really seen this kind of struggle from him. And then pointing out that a struggle isn't always a struggle. How hard are they hitting the ball? What's the BABIP? Are they hitting it straight at people? Things like that. What does the approach look like? Um, and also, but he does throw in there, nobody is 100%. So is he 90%? Is he 80%? Is he 70%? But I think, you know, whatever it is, they're not going to put him out there, obviously, if he is going to further hurt himself. And I think that they are not going to give him the time off to get any further with this, or they perhaps think it probably doesn't need more than a day or two Mm -hmm. that they would put him on the IL. They're going to do what's best for the player and for the team. So I I think that, um, and the one thing that I've said that every time that I've been asked about it, and I was kind of throwing this out there for everybody else, is I've never seen him with extra treatment. When you have a guy, when they are dealing with anything, there's ice packs, there's heat packs, there's STEM machines. You know, I can tell you what everybody in that clubhouse is wearing right now. And Ty Francis had <laughs> you know, nothing mm-hmm. on the wrist. Mm-hmm. So I, I do think that, you know, do I think it's 100%? Probably not. But do I think that I don't think he's injured? Is it sore from time to time? Probably. Right. But, um, yeah, I, I think you have to accept. The only thing I was curious to hear was if, you know, because that's the feeling that I've had. If he came out and said, yeah, actually, we're going to make a move before the game, that would have been something. From the 253, thanks, Stacy. This will probably be the last Scott Service show. Guys, I misunderstood. <laughs> I thought that I was supposed to ask. It's miscommunication. It happens It was sometimes. just a, I thought, I thought it was a, a legit injury question <laughs> and not a joke. I <laughs> The sarcasm went over my head in the moment. I ruined it. Now I have to tell our boss. It's okay. We forgive you. Did you chat with him last night at the event? I did. And uh, so it was a really, really fun event. Um, the uh, We were at the Steelhead Alley, half of it. Really, really nice venue. And um, I was with uh, a couple other folks who wanted to take a photo. And uh, I went to introduce myself very quickly to Scott and was convinced he did not know who I was. <laughs> And then I walked up to him later when he was talking, chatting with Mike Salk, and he did, in fact, know me. Um, but I've had a running joke that Scott Service absolutely hates me and thinks I'm absolutely insane. And I, I one half of me wants him to lean into it. <laughs> <laughs> but Maybe I left, the last day of the season, yeah, that could be a little fun. Yeah, but I, I left being like, oh, I made inroads. There we go. Undid it all now. All Ruined good. it. All Ruined good. it. Um <laughs> Uh, Shannon, I actually wanted to get your reaction to some news to come out of MLB today. It's the AL West, not the Mariners, yes. though. What do you make of the potential sale of the Angels? 
Uh, I think that ultimately down the road that'll be bad for the Mariners because I think Gordy Moreno has been very good for the Mariners and the rest <laughs> of the West in the moves and go. the influence that he has had on that team. Uh, and people are going, what do you mean? He signed these big superstars. Well, I think he has hamstrung general managers along the way signing players that aren't otherwise fits. Um, and he's kind of one of those ones when you are wishing that owners would get a little bit more involved. He's, that's an example of one that gets too involved. And, and so I think that um, down the line, I think that is something I, I think that is something that has kind of hindered the Angels, to tell you the truth, has been that relationship and his going out and getting an Albert Pujols and signing to a ridiculous concert, con- contract uh, to getting a Josh Hamilton and signing mm-hmm. to a ridiculous contract. So along those lines, not great. That's an interest. They're in an interesting place. I mean, they're probably going to need a new ballpark pretty soon. That's one of the oldest ballparks in all of baseball. You've got Mike Trout. You've got to somehow get him a championship, and you're only moving further away from it. Shohei Otani's got one year left on his contract, and conventional wisdom would say you have to trade him in this offseason. I don't think that's going to happen because of the advertising, the guaranteed advertising dollars that come with him. So um, if he were to do it right now, he'd be dodging, you know, I think some huge ugliness that is probably coming down the pipe over the next year. Shannon, you mentioned, our, I think we mentioned, you did mention, <laughs> to service <laughs> that, uh, you know, the talk was this was the easiest part of the schedule. Mm-hmm. So you're coming off a series where you lost a series to the second worst team in the league. Now you're playing against the worst team in the mm-hmm. league. Is this a must-sweep series? We're just taking these one game at a time, Michael. Every must is the game that is right she in front Michael, of you. She threw out Michael, which is like, you know, you're in trouble hey, now. Hey, Michael, can't win games in bulk. All right. Cannot buy them at Costco. Um, you know, the, the, I, I think it probably, I don't have a lot of experience in this. Um When you're looking at wild card standings, mm-hmm. uh, I, I think it's safe to be looking at it every day. For this wild card chase right now? Yes. Yes. And so every game is huge. And should you want to sweep the worst team in baseball? Yes. If you don't, what's to say you don't sweep the Padres in their two-game series? I mean, that's baseball. Yeah. So if you don't get it, you got to pick it up somewhere else. Um, if you don't get it against, you know, poor pitching, mm-hmm. you've let an opportunity go by. And I think it was interesting after that last game in Oakland, we talked to Ty France briefly, and he said we're really not playing our style of baseball right now. We're trying to do too much. And I kind of circled around and had a little talk after him, and came away with the impression that yeah, it got into their heads a little bit of where they were at, and this is important right now but they got to balance that because baseball is not a game where you can go out there and out try everybody else or hit the ball harder or you know try and swing harder along those lines so i found that interesting a listener from the 360 says no such thing as an easy schedule until after you clinch and this reminds me of your question that you were half jokingly being like "Ah, i don't know if i want to ask this but i thought it was actually a good question and it's going to be an important theme for the mariners final month of the season we're all throwing out this same narrative and it's true the mariners have one of the easiest schedules in baseball but in saying it over and over again you overlook some of the unique challenges so many of these clubs present and we saw that in oakland young team aggressive um, approach the starter a little bit differently than perhaps a more yeah. veteran would have approached. And so you've got to make that adjustment. Uh, just because they're out of it doesn't mean that they don't have things to play for, particularly when you have younger players that are playing for spots on the team next year. And uh, it's a different energy. And Scott talked about the momentum swung in their direction, and they had that youthful kind of energy, and that kind of 
kept that momentum on that side a little bit more than maybe it would if it was a team that was completely out of it. And there will be those teams that are a little bit more veteran. They're playing out the streak, and then you can take a little bit more advantage. But just because the record is what it is doesn't mean that's the kind of play that you're seeing on that team at the time. Shannon, um, Marco Gonzalez has been a concern as of late. His last start, he does pretty well, though. Five innings, one and run, one K. Um, What are you seeing out of him? And do you think that there's time for him to kind of catch his stride and get back to the guy that we're used to seeing? I think so, because I think that's what he's been for a long time. You know, it's never too much to ask him for six innings of three-run baseball. That's who he is, and that's exactly what you need down the stretch. So I, I think that you do watch that. Uh, a lot of people, oh, you should put Chris Flexen in there. Well, that would mean you would put Marco Gonzalez in the bullpen, and Chris Flexen is more suited for the bullpen mm-hmm. and the stuff that he's got. He's got some experience there. Uh, Marco Pichetta bullpen many, many years ago, but in, in a playoff um, stretch with the Cardinals. But it's it's different stuff. You're not going to go out there and outchange up everybody. But, you know, Marco's value is being able to stay in those games and, and kind of grit it out. And on a good day, uh, he can put up a lot of zeros on an off day Chances are he's still going to be able to give you at least five uh, solid innings and keep you in a game. He's had a bad stretch out of the break, but I think we saw some promising things his last time out. She is Shannon Dreyer, and that was the Scott Service Show. We are continuing the dugout from 1 to 2, all Mariners. Somehow I will work past my radio gaffe. Um, I don't know. I don't know, though. Uh, Dave Sims is going to join us next. We're also going to take a look at the week ahead. Before that, though, let's see what's on tap. Powered by Madden Industrial Craftsman. It's the Mariners, of course, taking on the Nationals for the first of a two-game series tonight. You got six games at home here because that series is followed by a four-game series against Cleveland. Very important here. You're listening to Seattle Sports Station on 710 and the Seattle Sports app. Dave Sims joins us next. You're listening to The Dugout every Tuesday at 1 with Bump and Stacy on Seattle Sports Station, the home of the Mariners. All right, Dave Sims joining us now on the Emerald Queen Casino Sportsbook Hotline. Dave, how's it going? Doing all right, party people. What's happening? What's going on? We are very excited to see the Mariners back in town. And uh, I got to say, you know, Dave, we were doing plenty of this last year, but this year feels different with a really close wild card race. Bump mentioned waking up every day and he's just looking at the standings. Yeah, why not? I mean, I look at him a couple, three times a day, <laughs> a couple, three times during the game. So, I mean, you know, always looking at the scoreboard, seeing who's doing what and, and you know, how it affects the ball club. Yeah, it's an exciting time, and it beats the heck out of some of the previous years we've had uh, years gone by. Shannon, you would agree with that, right? I would agree with that, and I was just talking in the last segment that it's an adjustment. I've done this for so long. I don't have a ton of experience doing this this (laughs) time of the year. I mean, how about you? Do you have to kind of uh, reframe uh, how you're looking at things right now? You know what? Not really, but it's, 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 it's a lot more fun, and it's a lot more fun when you're getting calls from uh, friends around the country in the business, uh, other maybe in other leagues, friends I have. Dude, you guys are you guys are in good shape. Make the playoffs, we please. Come on, we're rooting for you. I mean, I've had uh, I've had a lot of calls and a lot of uh, you know reach out via social media along those lines. Yeah, it's it, it's been very it's been big fun in that regard. Dave, um, I guess in the station we've uh, we've come to the conclusion that we are about. 85% sure the Mariners are going to make the We've playoffs. We've settled on that number. By 85%. If you had to put a number on it, what would you say? I don't play that game. <laughs> <laughs> Good work, Dave. Good work. <laughs> hey, I don't play that game. I'll tell you why. I'll tell you why. 
10 years old, the 64, 11 years old, the 64 Phillies are up six and a half with 12 to play at money safe for world series tickets denied. I'm not going there. Oh. Gotta, and, and I heard Shannon, I heard you say that the, uh, earlier, Hey, pitch by pitch, inning by inning, day by day, you hope you come out in front. Hey, uh, Dave, we're going to continue this conversation next, and we were having it earlier, but I wanted to get your input as well. We were debating which Mariners player would have the greatest impact or potentially could have the biggest impact on the rest of the season. Which player would you choose? Oh, wow, that's that's a decent question. Uh, I, I mean, right now, I mean, I, I like the fact that the Mariners won, you know, did well without Julio in the lineup. I think having him back means everything. I mean, it's just his presence, you know, brings some juice, brings some energy, some sizzle to the ball club. Yeah. And I would, I'm looking for him to be, you know, a, a, an emotional leader and, and also a producer on this, on this club. And, and I also hope that, um, I thought Castillo, you know, Castillo wasn't, you know, Cy Young material the other day, but it wasn't terrible either. Five, five runs, eight hits, four runs, all earned a walk and five strikeouts. I would think those two guys for my money, you guys I'd want to lean on right now. What about on the pitching end? You just mentioned Castillo, but um, what the pitching has done for this club, I think that as you get right. closer to the end, you you don't they get stretched a little bit more, and, and how you manage them becomes a factor. And how do you kind of see all of that playing out down the stretch? Well, I, I like I like the, the concept. I mean, I like and I like the construct you know, with Castillo and Robbie. And then you hope that, uh, you know, Logan Gilbert said maybe not as quite as stellar as we would have liked, we would like, but I think that he can find it. He's a super competitor. And I think Kirby's coming along pretty well. And I think the bullpen's been for the large part outstanding. And, uh, you know, that's a good way. That's a good way to get things done. And, you know, talking to some, some guys other te- on other teams and saying, Hey man, your bullpen's nice. And I was talking to Chaniger the other day and, and he was telling me about, you know, when he's on base or passing guys in the field or seeing guys in warmups, he said, Hey man, you guys got a nice ball club. You're a pretty dangerous club that, uh, you know, a lot of teams are not going to want to have to face if they can help it. So, you know, this is a little hiccup right now and you hope that, uh, you know, things will turn around. And, and it seems like there've been multiple times this year, I mean, 10 games under and you were ready to say, Hey, good night, everybody. We'll see you next year. And then here they come, they make a race in there, 11, 12 games over 500 right in the middle of things and then sitting in the wild card spot. So uh, that's the beauty of the game, too. You can't, pre- you darn sure cannot predict baseball. It's tougher to predict yeah. than any other sport out there. Hey, Dave, it seems like Julio Rodriguez is coming back around with his bat. What have you seen at uh, his uh, appearances at the plate? Dude, he is he's a very good baseball player. I mean, it's simple as that. He's super talented, he's gifted. Uh, he, and, and he has, he takes his, I give a dang pills every day. Okay. And <laughs> nothing, nothing really deters him and no better example of that than, you know, what happened to him. He was, you know, the umpires with the scourge of his life in the beginning part of the season. And he did not let it affect him. And that's not easy to do. It really isn't. And if he had been run a couple, three times from games, I would have understood. I would not have, I don't think I would have chastised him because some of the calls were just ridiculous. So I, I think that uh, I have very, I hope that kid in very high regret and he's earned it. Um, speaking of holding people in high regard, is there any one person on this team where you think, you know what, this guy doesn't get enough credit because he's done a tremendous job for this ball club this year? Uh, let's see. Cal Raleigh's come along very nicely. Haggerty's earning stripes like crazy. Mm-hmm. Um, 
I, I love what Dylan Moore does, you know, defensively. And as bad as come around, I mean, he had been um, he had been under the Mendoza line for a long time. Let me think. Um, I don't know, Henniger. I, there's boy, I can make a case for so many guys. Yeah. So to not getting enough credit, uh, and, and let me and let me go with Castillo because early on, early struggles that he had that he turned around, he fixed in New York, uh, winning, uh, you know, pulling out that game that finale. Uh, at uh, City Field, gives the Mariners two out of three against a good Met ball club. Uh, I, I let me go, let me go with him because he too was having early struggles, and I was like, man, what's this dude all about? And he he just came back, roaring, pitching to some unbelievable numbers. You know, a sub but two hundred batting average, a, a sub two ERA. I mean, just outstanding work. What about behind the scenes? Is there somebody? I mean, you hear about kind of some of the obvious ones, but players kind of in the clubhouse, kind of uh, maybe more leadership things, maybe keeping things light. Who's who's a personality that perhaps goes a little bit under the radar? Um, that, that's a good one. I, you know, I, I, we definitely miss miss the Murph. Uh, that that's a big one right there. I think JP keeps it. You know, I think he keeps it pretty uh, pretty steady, and I, I think he's a guy that he's more of a a leadership guy on the quiet side, I don't know. I don't really detect any big rah, rah guys. You don't have like a Buner type. I mean, who does, but uh, <laughs> you don't, you don't, you don't have that kind of like literally grab you by the throat and like, Hey, this is what we're going to do. We don't have anybody like that, but I just think, you know, as a group, they've meshed well, they talk about how much they really enjoy each other. And I think that's, that, that's a prime factor in, in success in any kind of ball club. Hey, Dave, what have you seen out of Casale so far? I mean, he's um, trying to get acclimated to the team, um, hasn't played his best baseball, but how do you see him contributing later on in the year? Well, first of all, he's a catcher, and, you know, he knows the game. Uh, he understands the game, and he's been around. He, you know, he was a high school championship quarterback in Connecticut. I mean, uh, he's you know hardcore jock. He's had some experience with some good Giants ball clubs. I think experience is something that um, – you can definitely put a lot of value in quick learner. He comes in, he's got, you know, he has to deal with a whole different type of pitching or a whole new pitching staff that has, you know, its own personality, the bullpen and the, and the starters. And, you know, he's gone in. I talked to him, I don't know, first, second day he was in and he was up to the challenge, excited about the challenge and talking to Scott service about him. He said, Hey, as a catcher and as scout's a catcher, he says, listen, I may be a little bit harder on you than anything, anybody else, but it's, because of your role and don't take it personally. And I was like, he's cool. He, he gets it. And that's the thing, you know, a guy with that kind of experience is invaluable on the ball club. And I think he probably still has enough hits in his bat that he, he can still make some contributions. All right. He is Mariners play-by-play voice Dave Sims joining us on the Emerald Queen Casino Sportsbook Hotline. Dave, thanks so much for taking the time. We appreciate it. You, you bet. You bet. You guys rock on. Shannon, see you at the ballpark. Take care. All right. All right. Uh, You are listening to The Dugout on Seattle Sports Station and the Seattle Sports app. Here's what we're going to do. I've got uh, that question that we're going to continue with you, Shannon. I want to hear your pick for the Mariner that will have the biggest impact or can have the biggest impact on the last quarter of the regular season. I also want to talk a bit about George Kirby. But I want to open up the text line, Mac and Jack's text line. If you guys have questions for Shannon, we did this uh, last Tuesday for the dugout, and we got so many great questions from folks uh, who are obviously watching this team very closely right now. Send some bad ones. Uh, Yeah, send in bad questions. (laughs) 866-979-3776. We'll add your questions to this, too, as we take a look to the week ahead for the Mariners. 
You're listening to The Dugout, every Tuesday at 1 with Bump and Stacy on Seattle Sports Station, the home of the Mariners. This is The Dugout, wrapping things up uh, with a quick question from both Bump and myself for Shannon, one we were discussing earlier, uh, and then a couple questions from you guys. You can keep sending those in to the Mac and Jack's text line. Uh, that number, once again, save it in your phone, 866-979-3776. Shannon, we, uh, we've been asking this question all day. First, uh, me, Bump, and Curtis discussed. We asked Dave Sims, our last guest, and now it's your turn. Which Mariner? could have the biggest impact on the rest of the season. Well, I like what Dave Sims said about Julio. Mm-hmm. I think a lot of folks are going that direction. Um, obviously, you want Ty France to get back to being Ty France, so that would be a huge one. So I'm going to go a little bit off track from that. Sure. And I'm going to say Cal Raleigh. No one said that. And I'm going to say that because assuming that they're firing on all or most cylinders – he has had stretches where he can just kind of take over a ball game or a series, and it's not always a home run. It can be the doubles as well. So if his bat is going, it's it's an impact bat. He's not just going to be hitting singles up there. So I, I think that if he gets going on a run that we've seen, you know, kind of smaller runs uh, throughout the season, I think that that could be a big difference maker and his ability to come up there and just knock the ball out of the park as well. All right. Uh, one more thing before we get to the Mac and Jack's text line. I'm getting a ton of questions, so I want to try to do this quickly. Uh, what you're seeing from George Kirby. You know, I think that we need to appreciate George Kirby and what he is doing a little bit more. Uh, I think that we look at him and, well, he's the rookie. you got to be careful with him. And the outings are nice, sometimes a little bit shorter. But if you put up his numbers against all other rookie starters, he mm-hmm. is by far and away atop that list they used to split the mvp awards it used to be an offensive mvp or rookie of the year and a defensive rookie or a pitching rookie of the year he would run away with it this year and i think he's doing that very quietly right now i love the way that he has not just settled into doing what he does and figuring out you know he can put a baseball just about anywhere and figuring out where he needs to put it but also adding to the repertoire with the two-seamer and how he uses it. Um, And then to look at his numbers, and he hasn't had the best luck. His BABIP numbers are pretty high. If those come down, it's kind of going to be appear more lights out. But the stuff has been excellent. His progression has been very, very quick, and he has had just great impact on this team. All right, we're going to get to a couple listener questions. I'm going to have you, Shannon, and and you, Bump, uh, chime in with some takes for these listeners here. Uh, We're going to start with this one from the 253. How about moving Winker down in the lineup, maybe six or seven? I don't know how much of a difference that that makes. Um, not really huge. I, I think that when there are struggles, the the one thing they try and do is bunch those that are hitting at the top of the order, but you don't want to move them too much. And one of the questions that I was trying to see if Scott would go there when I asked, what do you do for a player is that is struggling? You know, maybe we're throwing out, we move Ty France down in the order for a little bit. Yeah, uh, That didn't come out. So I, I think that they do like to kind of keep the guys, especially at this point of the season, in the order, and at the very least, it seems like Winker is going to get you that walk. That's <laughs> true. Definitely yeah. see that. Base. Yeah, so um, I don't think you're going to move him too far. But, I mean, if you've got Julio, if you've got Ty, if you've got Mitch in the game, if you've got Suarez, although I think he does fit better at five, um, yeah, you could, but I, I don't know how much of a difference that's going to make. Mm. I'm going to switch it up. 
Yeah. I'm going to ask a question. Ah, okay. <laughs> Text line. Shannon, do you think Haggerty will ever be an everyday player for the Mariners? Probably not. I think he profiles best as kind of that utility player. I think that is part of his strength. I think that they're kind of catching him when he is hot right now. But you never know. He might be given that opportunity at some point. Dylan Moore was given that opportunity a couple of years ago when he was given second base, and unfortunately he didn't hit that year. Fortunately, he has even upped his defensive value since then, where he is plus defense just about anywhere you put him on the diamond. And I I love that story. I mean, he came into spring training this Mm -hmm. year, and even though he might be the 25th or the 26th man, nothing to worry about. He's like a veteran establish in that role and uh, just absolutely invaluable when it comes to Sam I think you're kind of limited where you can put him he does um, have some throwing issues some from some injuries that he has had although he's looked good in left field which has been good to see so I, I think that his versatility is going to be his calling card but if that opportunity ever arises where there's one place that they could put him uh, I'm sure they would be happy in giving him that opportunity. From the 360, will Kelnick contribute to the final games of the season? Now, you're not big on predictions, uh, but do you see a world in which uh, he is ready maybe again to be called up? It, well, the problem's going to be, I mean, if there's an injury, there might be an opportunity. If not, your September call-ups are limited to two. One of them has to be a pitcher. So you're mm. bringing one position player up. At this point, I would, and I could be wrong on this because you've sent so many down that have significant major league time this year that perhaps it is an Abraham Toro. I don't think they would go a third catcher. I would like to see Taylor Trammell back up. Um, he did good things when he was up the first time. I do think they need help defensively in the outfield. He could provide that as well. So, um, and, and Jared could provide that as well. He also is a good base runner. He could help with that too, but... Um, I, I would think that Tremel might be ahead of, on the list right now, unless there's an injury. Shannon from the 925. Where is that? Um, if the M's make the playoffs, do they go to a four-pitch rotation or three? Uh, um, I think you do have to go to four at some point, depending on what series you're in. But in the wild card, obviously, it would be three. I was Googling 925. Uh, it's in California. Bump, really? what's the East Bay? I don't know. <laughs> Northern California. See, that's North- I'm SoCo, baby. Uh, I'm SoCo. Con- oh, Concord, Antioch. I don't know anywhere in California. What am I even doing here? Uh, <laughs> uh, all right, Shannon. Um, someone, uh, I got one more. I was Someone had a lineup question I want to make sure to get in because it's like, well, they, you know, some people curious. Um, a lot of folks thinking Mitch Haniger could uh, provide the most impact down the stretch. Uh, someone wanted to know, what's the rationale to bat Mitch fourth instead of third? Does that also make much of a difference? No, I think you want Mitch as high in that order as you can go. Okay. Yeah. So on days when he might be fourth, it's just, hey, that's how he is that day. But ideally, he's... I think he's three. I yeah, think he's pretty three. strongly three. All right. Well, perfect. Uh, she is Mariners insider for Seattle Sports, Shannon Dreyer. Shannon, I am holding off on asking for any kind of prediction for this series because I'm sticking <laughs> with the theme. I am sticking with what I thought was a good question that you brought up to Scott Service. It's an easy schedule, but every single series is going to have its own trials, tribulations, challenges. These are professional baseball teams. And uh, I don't want to detract from uh, from what the Mariners may be able to finally do here in the final month of the season. Going to be really, really fun to watch. I'm looking forward to next week's dugout when we are, I'm sure, bump once again, checking those wild card standings. 
three, four times a day. Three, four times a day. You and Dave Sims Probably talking to Manny Acta. exactly right. All right, you guys, don't go anywhere. This has been The Dugout. Join us next Tuesday from 1 to 2. Don't go anywhere. Wyman and Bob coming your way next.